This show is being sponsored by the National Cooperative Bank, NCB. NCB is dedicated to strengthening communities nationwide through the delivery of banking and financial services for the nation's cooperatives, their members, and other socially responsible organizations. More information on the power of community ownership in action can be found at ncb.coop. That's ncb.coop. And now stay tuned for your host, Vernon Oaks. Good morning, everyone. This is Vernon Oaks coming to you this morning to talk about cooperatives. I'm a little out of breath because I just got into the studio. I have a guest, and he'll be right with us. His name is Papa Sin, and he's from Senegal. He received the highest award that someone that works in the cooperative world gets. He's been an honoree of the Co-op Hall of Fame. He just won that and was recognized last night at the dinner, and he is a phenomenal gentleman. The Cooperative Bank is bringing you this program with WOL. WOL, you know, motto is information is power. So information is power, but you know what it, what gives you the power is the use of information. When you have information and that information is used, what we end up having is and this is what Papa Sin is going to talk to us about. In the cooperative world, co-ops gives people the tools to control their destiny. And if you combine that with NCB's mission of helping people in low-income communities, so it ends up you help people in low-income communities to get the, the tools that they need to control their destiny. And I find that awesome, and that's why I've, I've come to love co-ops. And we want to welcome Papa Sin into the studio today. Good morning, you, sir. Good morning. Can you tell us a little bit about your background I'm from, from, from Senegal. I'm from what we call the, the Punit Basin. It's uh, mainly in uh, a region where uh, people uh, do a lot of agriculture and um, uh, with uh, a lot of small villages. I'm from a very small community. And uh, um, that I think because of that, uh, everybody just cooperate. It's, uh, it's a natural way, way of life. And even even in 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 big cities, when people move in cities, they try to find, you know, places where they can find people coming from their villages, so that the tradition of cooperation keep going on. Even even people are in the towns, which is different from the the little villages. People keep the tradition of cooperation, so they work together, cooperate, and support each other. So you, when you say small, how small? How many people live in your village? Well, uh, we have uh, 252 people in my village. 252. Absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. 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 So you got this award last night. I just told people you, you were honored as a Hall of Fame, the NCBA, uh, National Co-op Business Association, CLUSA. You've been working with them for some time, and you got the Hall of Fame for your work that you do. So how do you how do you get out of, how do you come from a village of 252 people to do worldwide work, mission work, helping people control their destiny? Yeah, it's it's it because I I I I love cooperation, mm-hmm. and the more you cooperate with people, the more you know about people. And the more you expand yourself, your knowledge and your horizon to 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 other people and other continent. 
I I started with the small village, with the spirit of cooperation, right? Mm -hmm. When I moved in Dakar, which is the capital city of Senegal, um, I lived in a suburb area. And because of the issue that we're facing, that, you know, living in a big town, so we start a small cooperative, like a housing cooperative, right? Okay. Which, which later on, at a, you know, at, at a section of uh, transport, like helping people to, to commute to, 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 the, to, to downtown. Hold, hold one second. I just want to make sure I get this. So you leave the 252 uh, people village. Yes. You go to Dakar, which is the large, the capital of Senegal. Exactly. And then you move to the suburbs. Exactly. And you created or helped to create a housing co-op because I guess there was exactly that, that, that the housing co-op. The reason I wanted to come back to this because what I've told people on this program is co-ops are normally formed to solve some community need. Absolutely. So Absolutely. You, you, you're in the suburbs and there's need for housing. Exactly. So you create a co-op to exactly. provide the housing. Exactly. It, it's it's a tool. You know, okay. whatever. If there is a need, there is a possibility that you have a cooperative to solve that problem. It's a, it's a need based. Approach. It's a need-based tool, right? Okay. What, whatever the need is, and, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, we start with the housing issue. Okay. We start with the housing issue, and then we get the transportation issue, right? And later on, we have the education issue, right? Okay. We're going, we're going to come back. You got the housing issue. You're in the suburbs, and you got the housing. You saw that. Then you have the communication issue. Then you have transport education. Issue. Yes, issue. and education. And we're uh, going to come back to that, but we're going to take a, a, a quick break. We'll step back. If anybody out there would like to join this conversation, please call in at 1-800-450-7876. 1-800-450-7876. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back with Papa Sin. News updates on the web at woldcnews.com. Information is power. That's why WOL is helping to sponsor this program, because we have an opportunity to give you some information to give you the power to control your own destiny. If you can use the information that we provide here on this program every Thursday morning, you can help to create co-ops to solve community needs. And Papa San from Senegal is our guest today. He just won the great honor of being in the Hall of Fame, the Cooperative Hall of Fame, which was bestowed upon him last evening. Uh, and he was talking about moving from his his tribe, 252 people, into the city of Dakar, and then into the suburbs. And in the suburbs, they had the need for housing, which he uh, helped solve by creating a cooperative, a housing co-op. So would you continue to talk? There were some other needs that were there. Yeah, there's some other needs because when you're in a suburb, of course, you face the issue of, you know, commuting to town. Uh, to do work or, or, or shopping or, or whatever, mm -hmm. and that when we when we felt the need and uh, it was becoming increasingly difficult for people to solve it by themselves, then we took it as a cooperative. We said, okay, we have solved very very successfully the housing problem, but now we have to deal with this one, and we we did it. We put money together. Uh, we bought a a, 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 a minibus, mm -hmm. first, right? And we use it to transport our people to town, but also to make money. Okay. Right? <laughs> to make money. So the more we generate money, the, and we bought another a bigger bus. That was to take the kids to school, mm -hmm. take ourselves as workers to go to our job, and in between, 
you know, do just regular transport and make money. So it was very, very, very successful. So th the point here is that um, whatever the need is, whatever the need is, mm -hmm. if you have informed people, and that's where you can inform be. people. Okay. Right? That, that's the key thing. If you don't have the information, you can't turn it into power. You have to have it first, and you put energy into that information, and it, it takes a form of action. Okay. And that's where the power is coming from. Information is power, but that's information you take action on. And Denise is on the line with a question. Denise, what's your question? And good morning. Good morning. I, my question uh, uh, centers on the housing situation, not only in Senegal, but also in other parts of West Africa. And since you are discussing the cooperative concept, I'm wondering if there has been any movement to have cooperatives built in certain parts of Africa and to train the young people so that they could become involved in the construction industry. Excellent question, Denise. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's, that's a great question. Uh, yes, there is some, not much experience, but there is places where, like in Kenya, you have some places where people have been getting together to solve housing issues. But the future, you know, for housing is really, really th with the young people, but in, in, in big cities. Okay. In big cities, like the student. Mm -hmm. The student. There mm -hmm. is a always yeah. a great need for students to find a place where they can live while they are doing their studies. Right. And housing cooperative is a great means to solve that problem. So I deeply believe, like I spent 15 years in Ghana. Wow. There, are, there are hostels that were built by private people, but that could be cooperative for students to solve the problem of housing. Yeah, we had on the program some time ago, Mr. Jim... Jones. Jim Jones. Jim yes. Jones. Yes. And he's with NASCO, which is the National Association of Student Housing. And um, that's housing where different students own the co-op housing in, on university campuses or close by university campuses. And we talked about ways of doing that, and that would be a great thing to do in any part of the country, Absolutely. any part of the world for that matter. But so, Absolutely. Denise, thank you very much for your question. You are so welcome. Have a good day. Same to you, too. So we're talking about, and I, I like the way you frame it, that cooperation, cooperative is a need base. It's a tool to solve any need in the community, which we have said, but I really like the way you put it. And what I've found is, and as we've had people on this program, that the co-op ends up providing uh, products or services. So mm -hmm. for, first off, a definition of co-op. It's a business. It's any form of a business. Absolutely. And what I say, a little bit different from what, what Papa Sin just said, is that any business you think of can be a co-op. Yep. He says it has a possibility to be in a co-op. I, yep. I just believe it's, if, if there's a business out there, it can be owned by either the employees, which is called a worker co-op, mm -hmm. or it could be owned by the people that use the product or services, which is called a consumer co-op. Mm -hmm. Now, there are other takes off that we had somebody on a program a couple of weeks ago talking about purchasing co-op which is a whole nother piece but most of them are either going to be a worker co-op or a consumer co-op so any need base any need that the community has so here we have papa sin moving to the to the city from the country got a country boy going to the city mm -hmm. moves to the suburbs and they don't have housing so they form a group and they they created this housing so uh, a lady by the name of Harriet May, who was also in the Hall of Fame last evening, 
from El Paso, Texas, said that the credit union, which is credit unions are co-ops, they were they eleven men came together in 1932 or thereabouts and put up five dollars each, uh, fifty five dollars to start this financial institution to help people buy food. That was the need mm-hmm. in 32. So now that's a two billion dollar financial institution helping people both in Mexico and in Texas and in, in those surrounding communities buy. Uh, housing, by by computers, by cars, or whatever they need to do. So people pooling their resources is what credit unions. So here you are in Senegal. You got housing. You you buy a, a bus and a bigger bus to get transportation. So tell us about the education need. You said that was a, the, the other need. The, the education is uh, the 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 population was, you know, increasingly, uh, you know, uh, growing be, growing yeah. in 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 our community. Uh, a lot of kids were going to school, uh, you know, thanks to the transportation that we have, but it was still far, and we didn't have a lot of buses, and we didn't even want to get all the kids getting out of the community. So what we did is, again and again and again, put money together. Right? Okay. It's a business base, <laughs> okay. right? And the, the magic of that is that you start small and you grow. You talk about $55 yeah. that become a, you know, Exactly. That exactly what we did. You start with small thing, but when you get a lot of people buying it, it becomes big. It grows. So we again because we had the experience with the with the with the housing, you know, we, we negotiated, bought a piece of land and put money together, build a school. Built a school. Right? Okay. Build a school. And then government, you know, application and then advocacy. That another side of cooperative, like Putting people together, advocating for things that they need the government do because they pay tax and all that. So they absolutely get to the government, <laughs> you know, and start talking about, you know, you know, get and and we got the stuff that we needed. Wait, 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 wait. Got back up here, Ben, for yep. me to make sure that we all get this, including me. So here you are. You need education. You're, you're shipping people out through your transportation. You're shipping them out to different schools. The mm-hmm. population is growing, and you find that there's a need to have your own school. Absolutely. So you buy a piece of land, put people put money in, and then you build a school. Absolutely. And what you have to also do is advocate, advocate to the government to help them because you're paying taxes. We're paying tax, and all we're saying, hey, look, you know, because for us, paying tax is just like. Buying a service in anticipation. Buying service in anticipation. Absolutely, that's what it is. When you pay tax, you, you're just buying a service, right? You say, hey, you know, we paid the money. Can we get the service now? Yes. And what we're saying is, like, okay, you were supposed to build a school. We did it because mm-hmm. we feel that that's something. Because what we said, our keyword was education is too important to leave it in the hand of the government. Okay, you, you showed that get, to the government too? Yeah, yeah, we okay. should get involved in that. So we did partly say, hey, you know, you, you should maybe do something for us. So they, they brought the teachers. And that's, that, that's how we work as a cooperative. That, like, you know, we are not asking the government to do everything for us, but whatever we can do for ourselves, we do it. And that's what we call the subsidiary principle, which is like you do for yourself whatever you can do by, for yourself. But don't let anybody try to do for you what you can do by yourself. You're talking about some of the principles of a cooperative, and one of them is volunteer and open membership. So anybody in your community can be part of the co-op. Absolutely. And and the nice thing there is that you get different type of people being part of the cooperative. 
very low income people to you know middle class people who have some you know teachers and all mm-hmm. that but you have also people who just have you know temporary jobs and all that but because of the level of the money that you have to put in the cooperative everybody could do it the second thing you get people coming from different areas from Senegal. People come from the north, people come from the south, people from Dakar itself. And all these people, that, that's a cooperative. Diverse people, diverse level of income, but same interest solving one issue that is important to us. Same issue, diverse people, diverse education, diverse economic but background. Absolutely. Totally but, but, but same issue. Same issue. Same need. Okay. Same problem. So you come together to solve a problem. Absolutely. Absolutely. Create a business, solves the problem, normally as good as, if not better than either the government or other businesses. Absolutely. Producing a product as, or service that's as exactly. good, if not better. Exactly. And I would find it normally at a competitive, if not lower price. Yeah, because it's, it's competitive because, you know, this is very interesting because we are the entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. but we are also the customers of the business. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. That, that, that like, we, we are producing and selling to ourselves. Producing and selling to self. Absolutely. Yes. We, we buy our own product, right? When we build a school, we send our kids there. Mm-hmm. And we benefit from the service. Yep. So we do our best to maintain a good quality service. But we also make it competitive in such a way that people among ourselves, everybody can access the service. So we, we keep the balance there. We're not trying to get plenty money. We're trying to have quality service and an affordable price. Quality service at a competitive price. Absolutely. What I've, there's some research here about housing co-ops that suggest that prices are lower, particularly over time, or there's a, there's a, there's a um, co-op affordable housing co-op in Atlanta that a study was done in 2010 and it said that the pricing for a two-bedroom in this particular co-op called Wildwood was like $500 a month but down the road an apartment building same kind of a unit same product was it, it was 700 to $800 so it was anywhere from 200 to $300 more and this was over 40 years they mm. had, they had paid off their mortgage so they're they're spending five hundred dollars a month versus going down the road and spending eight hundred dollars a month for the same thing. And the reason was two reasons. One was that they were not trying to make profit. Absolutely. Yep. Similar to what yep. you were just yep. saying. Yep. So that ten, eighteen, twenty percent that somebody's trying to get piled on every month every year and increases wasn't there. And secondly, that people once they understood they owned the building, once they understood they owned the the, the, the business, they took better care. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, and by taking yeah. better care, there was lower maintenance issues. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you get it both ways: better care, better product. Everybody live better together. And sustainable business. Sustainable. Yeah. Forty years. Absolutely. Because because you need it, and uh, you 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 just you know stick to it and you know you know make it the best service that you can have. Because you you own it. Keep that in mind. You own, own it. it. You own the business. And like Denise, if you have a question, please call in at one eight hundred four five zero seven eight seven six. We have to step away a minute, and we'll be right back with Papa Sin from Senegal talking about cooperatives and what makes them powerful. What give? What about them gives you the power? We'll be right back. News updates on the web at woldcnews.com. 
Welcome back. This is Vernon Oaks talking to you about cooperatives, what makes them a wonderful, wonderful business for low-income communities, African-American communities, Native American communities, any community that is low-income in the U.S. or anywhere around the world. Getting to understand this cooperative business model is phenomenal and can help you to have the power to control your destiny, help you to have power to control your community. And the U.S. economy at large really needs this cooperative model. The National Cooperative Bank is sponsoring this program because NCB's mission is to help cooperatives grow by supporting and being an advocate for America's cooperatives and their members, placing special emphasis on serving the needs of communities that are economically challenged. And we do know of communities that are economically challenged, southeast Washington, D.C., parts of north, uh, um, northeast D.C., you look at the south, and right now we're talking to Papa Sin from Senegal, uh, who's talking about some of the co-ops that they have uh, developed there. And we're going to get to talk to him about the work that he's done outside of Senegal in a few minutes. But the values of cooperatives are based on the values of self-help, which Papa Sin has already talked about. Not only self-help, but self-responsibility. Democracy, equality, equity, and solidarity. And in the tradition of the founders of the cooperatives, at least the modern cooperative movement, cooperative members believe in the ethical values of honesty, openness, social responsibility, and caring for one another. So I, I don't know how anybody could not like cooperatives and want to be a part of them, particularly in the African-American communities that I've lived in and grew up in, in Bluefield, West Virginia, and other places I've had an opportunity to live in. And I find out that once I've learned about cooperatives, Papa saying, I find that me having an African background, an African heritage, it was hard for me to live in the European world of more like it's me and it's about me and it's all about me. But John Wayne uh, is one of the actors, and that's what he was all about, or the Lone Ranger. It's like we stand alone, we're going to do this thing by ourselves, mm-hmm. we're going to solve the problem, mm-hmm. and we'll take all of the credit and all of the rewards. But this social Responsibility, the social working together seems to fit better with my soul. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's again, that's why I like it so much. And I'm so pleased that you've taken the time to come out to talk to us about your experience in Senegal. And a lot of us came from West Africa, not necessarily because we wanted to. Some came because they wanted to. There were free blacks here in the U.S., but most of us came in a ship, uh, some way a- as a slave. And I don't want to talk about that bad part. But I had a gentleman on the program named Dave Thompson who's writing a book about the civil rights, um, the cooperative influence on civil rights. Mm -hmm. And he was saying that what makes co-ops so well is because the West Africans that came here brought this cooperative spirit. He talked about this already in the program. And that's why right now the Federation of Southern Cooperatives in Alabama, Mississippi, North Carolina, they're they're functioning, functioning well on farms because of this cooperative spirit, getting together to solve community problems. So can can you continue telling us about your experience and yeah and yeah because uh, I always say um, I cooperation is it's it's a way of life uh, in Africa but you know in West Africa it's clear that you know nobody can do it alone so you need really to connect with other people to do it when you go to Southern Africa there is a concept maybe you heard about it of Ubuntu. Ubuntu in the Southern African culture means um, um, 
whatever affects you, affects me. You are me and I am you. <laughs> and I, I take care of yourself and you take care of myself. That's the concept of Ubuntu, which is, uh, that was the basis of the, uh, the, the, the reconciliation in, in South Africa. Because it's based on, you know, you are me and I am you. Ubuntu. Ubuntu. U-B-U-N-T-U. Ubuntu. If you Google it, you'll see that the whole concept. And at the heart of, 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 of cooperative, because cooperative is first, it's very human. Very human. It's, it's the basis is, um, I, I, I care about you. And you care about me. And mm -hmm. that's how we solve problems. We have the same need. Instead of trying to solve it by ourselves, let's join force. Let's do it together. And it's a totally natural way for Africans to solve problems. You will never see somebody just taking by himself just a problem that he can solve with others and do it by, try to do it by himself. Just like walk and say, hey, you know, do we want to do something about this issue? But, but there's always a, a, a need at the basis. You can't form a cooperative without a, a need, need, right? And there is no need that can be solved, that can't be solved by using the cooperative system. It's a totally organic and human process. That these are the two key. Organic, it's totally natural. I feel something and you feel that thing. I look in your eyes and I know that you have the same issues. Say, hey, you know, brother, let's sit down and talk about this. And you say, hey, you know, look, I have a cousin over there who has a sample. Well, let's, let's call on him. Bring with three, right? Yep. And we discuss the issue, and you, will, you know some people who have the, and get together and see how can we have a collective action that's key to. Collective is very important. We do it together. Action is very important. It's not just about having the idea. Yes, right. But you have to turn the idea into action by putting energy into it. And commitment, that's how you move. Not just ideas, but turn it into action. That part of cooperative system, like you get the idea, but it's not enough. It's like put enough energy and commitment to turn it into action. You get your tool, your cooperative, and you get your, you know, your, your, your operations going, and you get the responsibility of everybody. So that, that's, that, that's how it's just like taking uh, 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 culture and, and tradition Mm -hmm. and turn it into a tool because development is based on your own culture. You cannot take other people's culture and develop yourself, right? Mm -hmm. You have to get back to your roots. If you don't have the roots, you won't have the wings, okay? Right? Without the roots, you don't have the wings. Absolutely. To fly. Exactly. That what, or if you fly, you're going to crash, right? So this, it's, 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 it's a, a cultural thing in Africa to be Doing collective action, doing cooperative action. It's a, let's cooperate. Let's operate together. It's co-operate. So that's fully in line with you know the African culture. And no wonder if they they strengthened the cooperative movement. They brought it from you know West Africa. You know it's totally normal and natural. I, I kind of wish you could be in the studio with me today because you could feel the love coming from brother, from Papa Sin. It is not only sort of like working together for anything else but to solve whatever need that there is to solve. 
nothing to get individually. And again, that's why I like co-ops because when when people work in co-ops, the the second principle is democratically member control, and that just says that everybody gets in. And when you vote, you vote on what's best for the group, Absolutely. not what's but best for me or best for Papa Sin or best for the cousin, but what is best for the group. What and and that creates better decisions ongoingly. And when we talk about housing, we just we've just come out of the Great Recession of 2007 and 8, which was started because of, of, of bad financing in the housing market. And what what happened was lots of foreclosures, single-family homes and condos, but you didn't have these foreclosures in, in the cooperative side. The housing co-ops did not have these foreclosures simply because when decisions were made, they were made for the best for the group. So that the, this bad financing of where the interest rates would go up over time, they, they just weren't there. So so coming out of a, a great research I was hoping to get someone to do was to look at the data to show that housing co-ops, voting democratically, voting to do things as best for the group, only got financing that was best for the group, not any kind of thing. So they didn't get financing that after five, seven, ten years would go under and you'd have all of this, this uh, foreclosures. Member economic participation. You've mentioned that three or four times. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. you got the housing, people had to put up money. When Absolutely. You, when you the buses, people yep. had to put Absolutely. up money. Yep. That could be smaller pieces of money. No yep. one person yep. perhaps could buy you, that. You, you, don't, you don't need big money to start a cooperative. Yeah. That's the beauty of cooperatives. You know, you decide on how much money you want to put together, right? Even if you have a goal that is, you know, very important, very big for the long term, start small. That's beautiful. Start small. <laughs> Start with what people can afford. Start with what, what, what people have in their pockets. And then you move. Because the more you solve the problems, the more people get more money in their pocket, and the more they will keep contributing to the cooperative. And that, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's an organic process. It's a totally organic process. There is nothing like, you know, a system. Because cooperative is a people-centered organization. It's not mechanic. It's fully organic. It comes from the mind and the heart of the people. You feel that there is a need to solve problem. You see people who have the same need, and you get together. So there is a lot of both commitment and engage, you know, you know strong belief that you and I and other people can get together and solve it. That that's the basis. You have to believe deeply in people. Yes. Not in systems. Systems, you know, people handle systems. But it's not the other way. Right. 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 So totally agree. So, right. Mm-hmm. The fourth principle of, of, of this modern co op is autonomy and independence. And I like this one and and it, it really means that the people that start it, the people that are in the co-op, they're the ones that have to run it. They have to make the decisions and not people they, from the they, outside. They own it. Exactly. Exactly. And especially um, um, not being handled by any other group. It be politician or whatever. Right? So that 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 that's very important to be autonomous. Right? Mm-hmm. We are a group want to solve our problem. But we totally independent from other group. We can we we can work together. Yes. Right. We can dialogue. We can exchange ideas. But we are we, right? And you are you. So it's like we can cooperate, but you won't get in our decision making process. 
So your your housing co-op, the people that that live in that housing co-op, that own that housing co-op, that use the services, those are the ones that have to make the decision. Make decision because they know better than anybody what needs to be done in that cooperative. They know what is good for themselves. And can you understand why I love this cooperative model so much, everybody out there in this audience, and we really encourage you to continue to learn about this cooperative model. If you have a, a need in your community, it's banding together, get a group of people together, to form a co-op, and there's like NCBA, you can reach out to them on www.ncb.coop. That's ncb.ncba.coop to get an information about how to start a cooperative. If you would like to ask Papa Sin a, a question, please call in at 1-800-450-7876. There are three other principles that we should talk about as soon as we come back from break. And I really, you know, Papa Sin, we only have another 15 minutes. We're almost time is almost gone. And I really want to get to some of the other work that he's been doing uh, around the world uh, in the next 15 minutes. So we'll be right back. Please don't touch that dial. We're going to come back and talk to you about education, cooperation among co-ops, and concern for communities, which are the next three principles, and talk about the rest of the things that's happening in the world that Papa Sin has been doing for cooperatives. Don't touch the dial. News updates on the web at WOLDCnews.com. Welcome back. This is Vernon Oaks with Everything Cooperatives, and we had the great honor to have Papa Sin in the studio with us this morning from Senegal, who is here to accept last evening the honor of being uh, in the inducted into the Cooperative Hall of Fame from all of the work that he's done. And we only have 15 minutes, so we're going to get right into what Papa Sin said yesterday was his his most favorite principle is number five. Why is number five your most favorite principle? Uh, because, you know, I, I you, 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 you say that information is power. Yes. Right? Right. And the fifth principle is about education, training, and information. Right? Yeah. And there is nothing you can do if you don't have the right information. Right? Right. Because right. there totally is right. there is a link between you have choice, like you get an information. It say on the top of your head. Right. That information. You have two possibilities. You use it and it become it transform. Right? Form is shape. Transform is to go out of the shape, the older shape, it transformed, right? All right? The other position is to conform. If you get the information, you can easier use it to conform, meaning you don't use it, you just stay within the form, within the shape, okay. right? Or use it to transform, to get out of the shape because you're not happy about the shape. So that's the power of information, but it's up to you to use it. You can use it to conform, meaning I'm just sitting, I'm not doing anything with it, mm-hmm. or you can use it to transform. And that's the power that you have, to transform your world, your world using information. And you do it through education. Education is like acquiring the skills. Because if you want to transform, you have to make a decision. I'm going to transform my life. Yes. Okay? That the willingness to do it but you need skills, and then you get it through education. So you get the, the, the tools 
and the ability, the capacity to do something to transform your life. So that I, I like, and without this principle, you cannot have the other principles. Can't do it. It support all the other principles. It support democracy. Democracy is, you know, is basically equal access, equal access to information. Right? That that basic. Equal access to any service, like you know, loan service. Right? Mm -hmm. If you have, you can have access. I can have. That's not democratic. Right? Democracy is everybody have access to product, services, information that you need. Decision making, voting is making a decision. Right? If we have access to to, to decision making, we can all vote and be part of the decision making process. So education, information, and training yep. is that, for me, the heart of the entire process to transform people's lives. And that's why I like that principle. It supports all the, it sustains all the other principles. And I'm a trainer by nature. Okay. I do, and my, 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 my commitment the major commitment of my life is to train young Africans to understand cooperative and use it to take action to improve their lives. That's my strongest commitment. You know, we have some very similarities because I've, I've taught 12 years of my life, and that's the most fun I've had in life is in a classroom teaching and watching the light come on when they get it, when they get the knowledge, when they, when they get the information. Uh, but I have decided that for the rest of my life, however long I'm here, I'm going to promote this cooperative model, which means getting people the information about it so that they can come to training classes and learn about it and, and then solve whatever problems. Just number six and seven, very quickly, is just cooperation among cooperatives. We get more and more cooperatives working together. In the cooperation, which we've already already talked about a number of times, is concern for the community. It They started because there's a need in the community, so there's already concern. Mm -hmm. And then when you look around, you find other needs, and you solve those needs, whether it's education, transportation, uh, to stop crime, whatever the, the problem is in the community, mm -hmm. you, you end up solving that that problem. But I really want to get to, because we only have a few minutes left, what are some of the things you went from the small village of 252 to Dakar, and then you've been around the world training? Yep. How did you how did you do this, and what what are some of the things you've been able to do? Yeah. What what the, the so I moved from from my village and I get into the uh, you know suburb of Dakar and discover cooperative as a means to solve problems. Mm -hmm. And later on, I went back to school to learn about cooperative. Okay. Like to 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 deepen my understanding and my skills on cooperative. And I was teaching at the cooperative college. Right, but in the meantime, because I was becoming increasingly knowledgeable in the cooperative world, I started doing consultancy work in different African countries. So, so that you became a consultant, your teacher and consultant. Absolutely, okay, absolutely. And then a designing project, cooperative project, and I designed a project that was in back in '84 uh, for mm -hmm. the National Business Cooperative Association for CLUSA, and they asked me to. Uh, to be the what they call the chief of party, to be the director for the project that was in Niger. And that's how I started. But it was supposed to be a two-year contract because I didn't want to abandon my teaching job. Okay. I, 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 was, I, was, I, I got into that project and that contract to get a, you know, more material for my teaching. 
It lasted 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, two to 30. Yeah, okay. exactly. Because by training people, I, it was not teaching at the college, but teaching in the... Because the school for people who want to be understanding cooperative is at the... Co- the cooperative is a school by itself. Right. Right? Okay. It's a school by itself. So there is no need to get into any other school because the school right there, even having a cooperative meeting, you can learn a lot. You learn about leadership. You learn about decision-making. You learn about listening skills, which is very important in the cooperative movement. Right? Mm -hmm. So just being in the cooperative and following the normal activities is just a great learning opportunity for whoever is in the cooperative system. And that's how I train people, by just getting them to say, okay, you know, become a member. Basically, you're doing adult education. Absolutely. Every single thing that you attend in the cooperative system is a way to get more knowledge. So you got to, you've got a, a you've been doing it for thirty years, one project, two years. So they talk about the NCBA CLUSA uh, model, and they say that you represent that model. Absolutely. Yes. What is that model? The the model is based on. Um, basic principles that people have the right to make all the decision that is linked to solving their own problems. You cannot have anybody coming in and tell you what you have to do to solve your own. It's a very decentralized decision-making process whereby people take the decision and the action to solve the problem and improve on their life. And so don't leave it to not leave it to anybody. Whatever community it is, whatever whatever community there exists, the people in that community identify the problems and they not not only should, but they have the right and the responsibility to solve that problem. They can create a, co- a cooperative and then solve their problem and not have somebody else from the outside come in and tell them how to solve it. Absolutely. Problem. That's the model. That's that's the model. That's the model. And, and 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 within that model, you have uh, things like having the wisdom to never do at a high level anything that you can do at a lower level. Okay, wisdom, right? That's wisdom. Basic basic wisdom, like if you want to train people who are in a village, don't take them to town. Do the training right there in the village. It's cost effective, right? Mm-hmm. People are in the same environment. They become more available to you, but if you move them from the village to another village to bring other people, it might not be as effective as you did it in the village. But you have to have time. It, you have to have the patience to do things where the people are, and they are adults. They're not learning for the future. They are learning for right solve. now. Absolutely, right now, here and right now. now, issues, problems that they face. So you need wisdom and patience. Absolutely, absolutely. The That's heart the of the cooperative model is wisdom. In French, they say. La cooperative et la fille de la nécessité, which means the, the a cooperative is the daughter of necessity. Do you have that word in English? Of of a need. Of a need. Let's put it that way. Yes. Okay. It's just it's the daughter of a need. You know. It's, it's you know. If you have a need, you know, use a cooperative. But if there is no need, you can't have a cooperative. It's it's basic wisdom. So in these thirty years. 
Where all have you gone and traveled? In Africa or just in other countries? Or? Uh, uh, um, uh, a lot of... I have been living outside Africa. I've had my own country, Senegal, for the past 30 years. Um, in, in, in Ghana, in, in, in Burkina Faso, in, in, in Cote d'Ivoire, in, in Mali, in Zimbabwe, in South Africa, covering many, 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 many African countries. But also working with people in Latin America because using the Kofi model, we're able to develop real, real, real innovative ways of using the cooperative principle, like applying the cooperative to civil society organization, like using the cooperative model and take it as a governance tool, mm -hmm. right? Or using the cooperative model to solve environmental problems, managing forests for the first time using a cooperative model. So we're able to develop those things in Africa and even go to Central America and teach it to people. How can you preserve and manage a forest using the cooperative model that we developed in Niger, which is in West Africa. You develop it in West Africa? Absolutely. You take it to Brazil? And, and that, that, that's what the World Bank is using currently. Did you take it to Brazil to, to manage the forest? Yes, forest? yes. We took it to Nicaragua, we took it to El Salvador, we took it to Brazil, we took it to... The World Bank is taking it all over the world. And it was developed basically in Niger in our project. Another thing that we did is how can you empower local civil society to talk to the central government in a very effective way using the court. We developed it in Ghana, right? Yeah. And now, you know, other countries are, are using it, taking the Ghanaian that you train and say, hey, come and teach us how were you able to use the seven principles to foster and empower local civil society. And I'm talking about, you know, just normal citizens. Yes. We're talking you about know, normal Carpenters Association, Farmers Association, Women Association, very powerful. In Ghana, we had the Queen Mothers Association. The what? Queen Mother. Queen Mothers. These are rulers, traditional rulers, women. They mm -hmm. are part of the traditional African government system is embedded into a process whereby the women are the center of all the decisions that you make. Hmm. Absolutely. The most powerful association in Ghana is the Queen Mothers Association. Just women, but traditional uh -huh. rulers. They used to advise kings. A king can't make a decision without that association. Okay. Well, that, well, that explains why a lot of African-American women want to be in charge. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, out of that backdrop. Yep. You know, I told you this was going to go by very fast, sir. <laughs> We're already up. And I would love to have another hour with you uh, to talk about some of the things that you've done around the world that you've had the pleasure and the world has had the pleasure of your knowledge and your cooperative spirit. The love that you have for people that's just absolutely shows the, the amount of benefits that each community has had. We're sorry that it's over. We've got to go. Please uh, come back to us next week. And we really want to thank Papa Sin for being with here and for NCB for sponsoring this program. Have a wonderful day. This is Vernon Oaks signing off. 